0: Sean De Brown, the CEO of Chase Bank. Nice to meet you today. Very I appreciate nice. you for stopping by today and Thank talking you. with me. It all started at En-ROADS, mm-hmm. where you got your start, right. where you learned, where you grew. Right. Talk to me a little bit about what that program meant to you right. and what it meant to your career.
1: Yeah, En-ROADS was my disruptor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, prior to En-ROADS, I just knew I was going to college. College was the goal, you know, in our house but En-ROADS gave me access to corporate America. And so En-ROADS is a program for minorities, and you get the opportunity to intern in corporations like Fannie Mae, which was my first company. But you get more than that. For me, I was able to see other black and brown kids who look like me, who was dreaming like me, so therefore this whole notion of you're the only one, I quickly realized I'm not the only one. There's a lot of talented young people that have dreams and ambitions, and we were able to connect and build a relationship and learn corporate America together. And so to me, I think En-ROADS was not only my disruptor, it was my platform in building confidence in corporate America.
0: That's a beautiful thing. Before (laughs) En-ROADS, did you think any of this, what you're doing right now, is possible?
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) But but you know what, let me take that. I didn't know this existed. You know, my parents told us to reach for the moon Mm -hmm. because even if you miss, you'll be among the stars they never defined the moon. I just knew to continue to dream big and be open to the possibilities. And so I couldn't have imagined being a CEO of the Consumer Bank at J.P. Morgan Chase, but I could imagine having character, I could imagine living my life on purpose, and I could imagine always trying to do the very best that I can to make a positive impact in the world. And so having this platform, being a CEO at J.P. Morgan Chase, allows me to fulfill my purpose, which is to inspire others. So that, I can continue to dream about. But I could not have imagined being the CEO of Chase Consumer Bank. That was just not in my consideration set.
0: So when you had your internship at Fannie Mae, yep. and you walked into that office the first day, yeah. explain to me what that room looked like. Was it a diverse room? Was it a diverse set of people? Mm-hmm. What, what was the room?
1: Yeah, well, the people who I was drawn to that looked like me were the secretaries. Mm-hmm. They were the ones who, greeted me and said hello. Mm. When I would walk into rooms where there was more management, I didn't see a young person like myself. But what I did see was a positive culture. Um, It was warm. But it was the secretaries. It was the people that were there older than me that took me under their wing, that would tell me the ropes, give me some little tips. I think that was a real important moment because it really reminded me, which is how how I'm raised, which is that you don't overlook anyone and so for me i saw them before i saw the executives
0: before you got your position at chase and you were on the 50th floor yeah. and you looked down <laughs> that wall right and you didn't see anybody that looked yeah. like you and you literally said yes. i'm paraphrasing but you yeah. literally said if they were to see what this company has morphed into yeah. they would be shocked
1: yeah i mean when you're on the 50th floor i would say at jp morgan chase you see the history of our bank Rockefeller mm-hmm. you couldn't imagine me being the face as a CEO of the Consumer Bank you know and so I would say that I'm on the shoulders of giants it was the secretaries it was the cooks it was the janitors that was inside corporate America just putting little cracks in the ceiling until the first manager came that looked like me and then a more senior person and so for me I'm on the shoulders of all those giants not the executives the janitors the secretaries, and the cooks, because those were the ones that first showed the possibility of what work ethic looked like, what the possibility of doing our job well looked like, before we had the shot to be an executive. And for that, I, I mean, I just have a, a lot of uh, pride and a lot of admiration for all those giants that came before me inside corporate America.
0: So you inspire people like me, <laughs> African-American men,
1: yeah.
0: uh, men in general, yes. culture in general. Yeah. We're in the, the apex of women's empowerment, mm. but through women's empowerment, lost is the African-American woman. Yeah. How so, and how do we change this? Yeah. Because you guys are pivotal to society That's and right. culture. Right.
1: Well, I would say, you know, black women have always felt empowered with our own community, mm. you know? And so I don't have to look outside to get my confidence or my empowerment. It comes within me it comes from my mother it comes from my father you know it comes from my grandparents you know and so when i think about women empowerment you're right there needs to be more inclusive dialogue even within the sisterhood Mm. and so what i would say and this is what I, i say a lot you know the sisterhood is all of us it's black white latina asian but what we also have to recognize is that when we're in corporate america and there's not a lot of tishandas but there may be another woman she is part of our sisterhood and so i need that non-african-american woman to see that young future tashonda and stand in the gap and let her know that there is another woman who looks like her who's at jp morgan chase show her the art of possibility but in the meantime let her know that i got you and just have them that's the power of the sisterhood and that's you know i think it's about women standing in the gap for other women until we have a true inclusive environment until that, until that happens across all of society, we have to have each other's back as a sisterhood and really just as a society as a whole.
0: When you leave your house right. and you hop in your car right. and your driver asks you, do you work for this family? <laughs> There's a problem. Yes. Talk to me about, again, the disconnect between culture right. because culture drives society. Yes, they do. Society does not drive culture. Totally agree. We are culture. That's right. Where's the disconnect again with someone coming out of that house and saying, what do you do?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right, culture drives society, and um, that was a real moment for me. You know, when you call a service to pick you up, and you're dressed professionally, and you lock your door, you know, and put your suitcase in their car, and they turn around and say, so you work for this family. You know, for me, it's just a reminder that this is not new. It's always been. But the power of our culture just won't be denied. Because you know what? I could say, technically I work for this family, but it's a mindset shift that has to happen. He saw me how he wanted to see me. And even with professional attire, even with me locking my door, people still see you how they want to see you. And so that is why I think even as a culture, being an African-American woman, that's why you can weep when you see kids being disrespected that may live in a different part of the community, but you still connect with them. Because regardless of the money you make, regardless of the education you may have, regardless of your experience, to many people, they still see you how they want to see you. And he could not see me as someone that could have that home.
0: If you were to go back to your 14-year-old self <laughs> and tell her one thing, yeah. what would you tell that young woman?
1: You're enough. Mm. Unapologetically, with your brown skin, with your hair, with all of who you are, you are enough. And in fact, you're super dope. That's what I would say.
0: To Shonda Brown Duggett, you are culture, you are us. And I appreciate you for coming down today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Thank you.